0: Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas Podcast, for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada. I'm a perimenopausal mama to my toddler named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed. I'm a naturopathic doctor, birth doula and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Alberta, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl Frankie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. It's Dr. Lisa here today, and I'm going to be talking to Nicole North. She has her own, with her, co- her partner, a process improvement company, and we're going to talk about how to process improve our life so we can make bedtime easier, so we can just get through our day with a little less stress. So I'm excited to introduce you, Nicole North. Can you tell us a bit about your family and
1: about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I have um, an eight-year-old stepdaughter, um, a two-year-old, and I am currently. I think I am thirty-two weeks pregnant. I stopped counting with this pregnancy. I'm not sure, uh, but somewhere around there, you're on the home <laughs> with, stretch, right? <laughs> I, I'm in the home stretch now. Yeah. How are you um, feeling? Um, you know, I was feeling so so good. I was kind of on top of the world, and I was bragging about how how great my pregnancy was this time and how different it was from my first. And then of course I got wallumped with like some very severe heartburn and uh, then I got really, really tired in the last couple of days. So I think I'm, I'm hitting that point where I'm getting a little, a little rundown, but pretty, pretty well overall. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear you're getting there. I'm getting there. Um, And yeah, I run uh, Whiteboard Consulting with my business partner, Ruth, and we have always focused on, uh, you know, we started our company exclusively in process improvement. Uh, We had done that for the government. So uh, Ruth and I worked at Service Ontario. Um, So we worked on making processes more efficient for Ontarians. So, you know, when you go in to get your driver's license and your health card, how can you do that in one quick step? We designed all those processes and made them most efficient for counter staff and for people. Um, And so, as we went into our own business, we wanted to keep doing that kind of process improvement. And it's kind of morphed and changed over the years. We added some training uh, to our roster of services, because we realized that people who wanted to do that kind of process improvement also needed training. And then lastly, most recently, kind of, we've added a little bit of personal productivity stuff um, to help individuals be more productive in their everyday life. So stuff on bullet journaling and managing your email inbox and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I did the bullet journal course. And now I use that every day It definitely has helped to simplify my day and help me to focus. And then I've started the inbox course because my Gmail is actually almost at capacity, if you can believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, so I'm going through the videos right now. So we'll definitely link up to the courses if you're okay with that, Nicole. 100%. Great. So we all need process improvement, right? As parents, we get stuck in a rut. We're just trying to get through the day. And we're doing the same thing over and over. And we don't really get to step back and see, you know, is this working for us? Are there ways to make (laughs) this easier? I'm sure we're all there or have been there. Um, But Nicole, what are some ways to kind of like start to break out of those routines or habits or look at things differently and, you know, start to make changes?
1: Oh, and I guess this is like part of my personality um, has always been to try and process, improve things. So I remember not too long ago, we were struggling with my stepdaughter. We only have her every other weekend. Um, And so, you know, my husband's often quite lenient with her, um, you know, because he doesn't see her that often. And, you know, I, I, Resonate with him, you know. He does like I don't want to be in a fight or have her crying on the, you know, forty eight hours that I have her. I want her to, I want to enjoy as much as I can. Um, But we were struggling with bedtime, and I, I had actually created a checklist, and I thought, what if we had a process for bedtime? And I know that sounds silly, but when you only have a child part time, you don't develop a lot of those same habits that you have with a, a, a full-time child, you know, we just kind of ran by the seat of our pants and did what worked. And if she went to bed at 8.30 or 9.30 or 10.30, it didn't really matter for us because it was the weekend too, right? We didn't have her during the week when we were racing to work and doing things. Um, so I had created this silly checklist. It I mean, it wasn't silly. I think it was what normal people probably already have in habit, but we kind of formalized it and made it fun for her um, and allowed her to pick what order she wanted to do things. Um, And it was funny because as I tried to relate this to process improvement, the way we really do it, it's the same way we would do it if we went into a company or an organization.
0: I love that. We would say,
1: you know, we would actually, it's like we consulted with our daughter and said, you know, what order do you want to do these steps in? what's going to make you happy? Right. And it was like, okay. You know, she's like, I, I, I hate hair brushing. I want to get that out of the way. So hair brushing went on the list first. Um, and then it was like, and then brushing my teeth. I don't love that. Let's get that out of the way. Um, and then it was, you know, all of the other steps. And then it ended with, she wanted to watch, you know, 20 minutes of whatever show she wanted to watch. And she wanted that last. And even though I knew that probably wasn't, from a sleep perspective and a screen time perspective, ideal. Um, I more wanted her to be able to adhere to the schedule than be perfect in that regard. And I thought we can always update it if it didn't work. Um, And so we created this little checklist of how it would go. And it was amazing. Like it literally worked in a pinch. And so I can imagine for those parents that for whatever reason, haven't quite developed a full routine or a strict routine on how they do bedtime or anything, getting ready for school, getting out of the house. Um, I think this kind of tool is amazing. And we made it like a fun craft too. So it also was a bit of an activity um, of like, she got to draw pictures of what it was like brushing her teeth and doing all the things. And then we just made it into that little process step. And I think the way that we originally had thought about it as I was talking to a mom that said, you know, I just can't get out of the house in one, in one shot. Right. She says, it takes me like, I get into the car, I load everyone up and then there's like at least three or four trips back and forth. And I thought, Oh, I said, what could you do? You know, what we'll be doing the process world. We'd error proof. Right. Um, And error proofing is trying to eliminate any, defects or errors. so having to run in and out of your house three times from a process perspective would be a defect because it's it's wasting time you're you're using extra time now going back and forth and using all that extra travel time um, instead of actually getting on the road or getting where you need to be on time. And so I had suggested to this friend of mine I said what if you had a checklist and depending on the age of your kids, what if they had a checklist at the door that says, you know, before you get in the car, are you thirsty? <laughs> are you hungry? <laughs> do you have to pee? You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to pee. Um, do you have your favorite toy for the car ride or or book or iPad or whatever it is and let them check it off? And that means you should, in theory, be eliminating all of those defects. So what you would try and do is observe yourself the first few times you, you go out into the car and say, what are the things I'm typically going back for? Is it water? Is it goldfish? Is it um, an iPad? Is it a toy? Is it unbuckling someone and going for a pee? Is it, you know, any of those things? And you can try and error proof it with something as easy as a checklist. And, and especially when your kids are responsible enough to be able to read and do their own checklist. Now you're offloading some of that, that mom responsibility, that crazy um, burden <laughs> that we all have that is like, I must pack everything. I must remember <laughs> everything. And if I forget anything, I am the worst mother on the planet. That's
0: right. That's brilliant. I love that. And I love the idea of the control for the kids so they can pick the order and, you know, the TV at the end, that can be their reward. Sometimes they need something like that to actually get through the other steps and then getting them involved in the actual list creation. So we're going to try this with Stuart. We have bedtime down pretty well. Sometimes getting him out of the bath can be a bit of a tricky process. So maybe we need some certain steps for that. But getting him out of the house in the morning can be pretty tricky, especially if it's a preschool morning, he wants to stay home and play. So I think tonight we'll have a discussion on what are the steps to get him ready and get him in the right mindset. And then he'll kind of know, okay, well, we'll do this, then we'll do this. And now it's time to put on our shoes. So this is, I think, something that everybody can use. And like, I guess you have that brain, like you said, you're always looking at are there ways to do things better or streamline it. So I think if you know, as moms, we just focus on one area that's giving us a lot of pain, like, is it getting out in the morning? Is it the bedtime routine, right? And then coming up with 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 one,
1: one spot, right? I mean, even I think of things like um, my daughter in the morning, for some reason, we got out of the habit of like, Taking her out of her crib and kind of getting her undressed, changing her diaper and getting her dressed for the day. For some reason, you know, we got into this habit of bringing her into bed with us for a few minutes and that whole bit. And then I realized that um, she became weird about wanting to change her diaper in the morning and that changing her diaper and getting her dressed was this big pain point Um, And as we were talking, I'm like, oh, I need a new process for that. That is a pain point that I have. Um, So I need to figure it out. Or uh, I was thinking this morning, I I always make um, Lillian either little protein pancakes or eggs for breakfast. And that can sometimes be painful. And so I thought, oh, I really should have some other breakfast options ready for when the morning doesn't go my way. You know, if it's cereal or something easier, so that I'm not. I mean, why did I put so much pressure on me to make like homemade scrambled eggs with zucchini and cheese every morning? I don't know why. I did that. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Nicole's an amazing cook, a
0: vegetarian <laughs> chef. So, uh, lucky Lillian and the rest of the family for sure. But I'm sure you're used to making really nice meals, right? You mm-hmm. enjoy that too. So you're trying I'll to
1: simplify, try. yeah,
0: and have certainly
1: my expect my expectations of what I was going to. Uh, cook for Lillian changed very quickly. Um, you know, I thought I would be that mom that I was like, oh, goldfish are disgusting and who would feed their kids this and that. And, you know, your judgment goes out the window when, when you're sure, scrambling fair, and rushing sure. <laughs> and trying to make sure that someone's eating something.
0: Definitely. If they have something in their tummy, we're usually happy. So, exactly, <laughs> not running on fumes. That's great. So, um, I think uh, all the listeners can really use that um, hack. And I'm going to link to, I did remember you did post the blog about this actual process improvement you use to get your um, kids or your stepdaughter to go to bed. So, we'll link to that as well so they can see kind of what yeah. the list looks like and give them some ideas there. But I remember reading that and I'm like, that is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for sharing that. And then no as problem. a mom, as a business owner, like you're juggling a lot, right? And you have another one on the way. Do you have some favorite tools, strategies, softwares or habits that help to like keep you on track, keep you organized, or, you know, anything you can't really live without?
1: Yeah, so something I picked up when I was on mat leave with my first was bullet journaling. Um, and I think a lot of people probably think, oh, like I'm not into journaling my feelings. Cross Mm -hmm. that out of your mind. This is like the world's best to-do list. It's the to-do list that goes with you everywhere. It, um, is also uh, a place for ideas. It is also a place for work meeting notes. My bullet journal goes with me absolutely everywhere. Um, and even, you know, I'm not perfect either. I get out of the habit every once in a while, but basically our uh, writer Carol um, created this method called the bullet journal method. And it basically just takes a regular notebook and turns it into all of the things. It can be your calendar. It can be your to-do list. It can be your grocery shopping list. It can be your goal setting checklist. It can be, I'm thinking of you, Lisa, Mm -hmm. a way you have, like you, um, you know, especially when you go to see you for a naturopathic appointment to like kind of track your habits or what's going on with your diet or how much water you're actually getting or how are you taking all of your supplements? There are literally a ton of different tools that you can use within your bullet journal. And what I found as a new mom, it was like, and an entrepreneur, it was how to manage all the work tasks plus the personal tasks um, plus the now, now I've got to worry about a baby tasks. What's they, they always call that that mental load of women Mm. right now. I have to suddenly remember when Lillian needs her shots and when she needs to go to the doctor and tracking her nap times to make sure that things are going well. If she's not sleeping great, how can I work on that? Um, And I literally think this is just, an amazing tool. And it's so simple. Um, you can grab the book by Ryder Carroll called the bullet journal method, and you can read about it. Um, or we have a super quick online course. So many people were asking me about what was in this little secret book that was always in my purse and why I had so many markers and pens. Um, and So we just created a super quick one hour online course. It's free to take. um, And it literally just gives you the super high level of how to track your tasks, migrate them forward. If you can't get them done. I think that's one of the greatest things about the bullet journal is you don't have to feel bad about not getting stuff on your task list done. There's a protocol for moving things forward to the next day. And once you make a habit out of bullet journaling, you know, it just kind of goes with the flow. You, you get your tasks done, you move some forward, you recopy them the next day. Uh, you get them, hopefully you get them done the next day. I've also recopied the same task 900 times. And then on the <laughs> 900th day said, I can absolutely no longer copy this task anymore. I'm just going to do my expense claim <laughs> right. or get someone else to do it. Right. Right. Or get point. someone else to do it. Realize that it's just not working for me. Um, And then you can also, um, it's got really neat tools for indexing things. So let's say, um, you have some personal goals or, uh, notes from a meeting or ideas. You can also create an index at the front of your book that tracks them back so that you can find all the different points in the book. Um, and I've just, it's just changed the way that I take notes and do things, um, I can record habits like how much water I drank. Did I take my vitamins? Did I move? Um, Literally does everything. And it's a super easy way to do it. And I think that has changed my stress level.
0: Mm -hmm. Because I
1: feel like um, it has allowed me to take everything out of my brain that's like burning. And put it onto paper. And it doesn't matter if my personal to-do list is mixed in with my work to-do list it, it just doesn't matter the way the system works, it's so flexible and easy and I think that's probably the biggest thing that it did is just relieve this huge hunk of stress and anxiety that I would feel um, and allow me to put it on paper and by writing it down, I just was able to able to do things nice. get things done Unload And it I, I paired it, I paired it actually with meditation. So I discovered the Daily Calm, which I love, but from the Calm app, app, Yeah, obsessed with it. And I used to every morning while Lillian was on her morning nap, I used to uh, do the Daily Calm, try and figure out those things that were coming into my brain and stressing me out. And then I would immediately go and bullet journal and realize, hey, nine times during my meditation this morning, I thought about paying my taxes. Mm -hmm. So let me just pull that thought and put it on paper, you know, and that allowed me then to meditate more effectively as I slowly took some of those stresses off my brain and got them on paper. That's
0: a great way to do it. I do the same thing. I use the Insight Timer right now app. I I meditate for about 10 minutes after I drop Stuart off. And then I do my, I do a gratitude journal and then I do the bullet journal. And I've only taken your course. I haven't actually read the book, but your course gives everyone the basics to just jump in and start. Like I have an index, you can organize tasks by month or quarter, and then you have a page per day. It's so simple. It sounds complicated, but I honestly did, yeah, your courses, I think about an hour, right? And I was often running. I'm sure I could use it go way more in depth. I just haven't gotten there yet.
1: Yeah, it's uh it, it's the super fast way to do it and then if you love it and are into it, it's it's crazy. I've gotten my husband into it and he was he wasn't really into it. He said, "Well, why wouldn't you just do this on a computer?" um and then, you know, we talked about how when you actually write things down, it triggers different things in your brain. It allows you to recall things better. There's a different like mind body connection when you actually write it down, um, that you're spending less time on your phone, right. Instead of just using your phone more to document apps, uh, mm-hmm. to document tasks, you're, you know, actually doing something analog. Um, yeah. And he loves it. Even Ruth got into it. And Ruth is a super organized person. Right.
0: She is. Yeah. One of the Doesn't, most organized people I know. That's your business partner, Nicole's business partner for people that don't know.
1: Exactly. She, um, she has a to-do list for everything. And she has gotten in the habit of bullet journaling um, and is really, really into it and is loving the results. So I'm I'm so happy that you love it too. There's been so like a few people in my life that have kind of reached out and said, Hey, what was that course you were doing? And then um, I'm I'm so pleased that it actually impacted their lives because I think it's one of the easiest um, to-do lists that kind of, it's the easiest little process improvement that made my life easier.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's like a small investment of time and money. I got like a cheap bullet journal, some different color pens and did an hour course and I'm good to go. And it actually, for a lot of moms, yeah, like you mentioned, Nicole, it's that what we call like that decision fatigue or the mental exhaustion because you're juggling, you know, work, home, medical visits, shopping, meal planning, and we just get so exhausted and it impacts our energy. We're definitely feeling more stressed out and anxious and we might not sleep because we're just, those things are running through our mind and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot to make the appointment for the dentist. Oh yeah, I forgot to do this. So getting it out, unloading, um, you know, first thing in the morning, maybe reviewing at the end of the day again, can really impact your mood, energy, and help you sleep better. Um, Nicole, for people with the bullet journal, can you talk about, like, do you do it like, so you do it in the morning and then do you, at the end of the day, do you have kind of like a wind down routine or what does that look like for you?
1: So when I first started bullet journaling, I definitely did a morning reflection, wrote all the things on the list. And then I had like an evening or late afternoon reflection where I did all my crossing off the list and migrating.
0: Right. Yep.
1: Now I pretty much do it I think I have a little bit of a different mental load. I don't know if it's because of bullet journaling. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe my life is just a bit different now. Um, I only need to do it in the morning. So my best habit is when I sit down to start working, um, the first thing I do is bullet journal and look at the previous day, make sure that I crossed off everything that I got done. Those things that I didn't get done, I migrate to today um, then I continue to brainstorm what other things I need to get done today. And then I have my bullet journal open while I'm working, um, and then kind of cross things and add things to the list as I go.
0: Great. Um,
1: and it's again, from a work perspective, it then, and especially if there are, are, are people who are entrepreneurs and moms and are maybe working in short little spurts of time, it really helps you focus your time. So if I look and I have five things on the list and, you know, my, my instinct is to go check my email and kind of fart around on email for <laughs> an hour, right? Kind of right. replying because that's satisfying work, right? Replying to emails and, you know, doing a quick response. We call it like firefighting. It's, the, it's this great achievement, right? I got an email, I wrote back, I responded, and it's finished. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the biggest value add of work right? Could you be doing emails in shorter spurts of time when you've got 15 minutes or so rather than wasting your, let's say you have a, a two hour nap time you're trying to work through. I shouldn't really be wasting my time doing email. If I've got five things on my list, what's going to take me two hours is to document my marketing plan for my next course and to do this. Um, right, so right. I, I feel like, you know, it, it, it that's really effective To help you prioritize that. So my habit now is just the day, but I think uh, writer Carol's original method is that you do a morning reflection and an evening reflection as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess I've moved now to, yeah, kind of do using it as I'm going through my day and completing tasks. And I like the idea of, like you mentioned, yeah, picking like the, the biggest priority to get done first. The emails will fall into place later, but you know, that two hour nap time can be golden and you want to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck before the kids wake up. Um, although I think Stuart's probably going to be done with his nap soon, but he's still hanging in an hour at preschool, maybe two hours at home on the weekend for a nap when we're keeping him active during the day, but I'm sure many moms out there that nap time is sacred. So this is a great method to make sure you're maximizing your time and being productive. Um, Yeah, Yeah. these are some really great tools to share. And I I will link up as well to that inbox course. I think you guys called it Show Your Inbox Who's Boss because, you know, I feel like it's the boss of me because I sign up for all these email lists where I can get information on, you know, how to be a better parent or good nutrition (laughs) tips for kids. And then I never go back and read them. And so hence my (laughs) inbox is almost at capacity. So (laughs) I can't wait to get through that course because I want to make sure I can still use um, my Gmail as well. So I think these courses are great offerings for busy moms, moms who have their own companies as well, raising um, kids. It's going to just help you sleep better, give you more energy and boost your mood.
1: Yes. And I would say, I would say my fun, and I didn't even think about this when we started talking today. My latest um, new thing for productivity, we're we're doing our podcast is doing a whole season on digital minimalism. So I've deleted um, Facebook from my phone. I've logged out of Instagram from from my phone for my personal use. And that has created a 180 in my productivity and sleep and, uh, stress levels. And like, I, I can't get over how effective that has been
0: I love that. That's so important, right? We're just bombarded with so many messages and stories, and then it just makes our brain keep running and running and we can't sleep. We can't focus. So trying to use these hacks to not fall into those unhealthy patterns. I'm definitely going to listen to that. So the podcast is at the whiteboard. um, And that's one of your most recent episodes, Nicole, or?
1: Yeah, it's, it's this season. So last season we did A whole review of Brene Brown's Dare to Lead, and then we kind we're kind of doing a book club podcast for a little bit, just for some freshening up of our topics and things that we talk about. Um, And this season is we've taken Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism book, and we're reviewing the book and then talking about our experiences um, as we go through this thirty day digital detox, where you kind of take everything away and then. After the 30 days, you bring back in what is going to truly add value to your life. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, me scrolling Instagram stories for sometimes upwards of two hours a day um, was not bringing a lot of value to my life. That's
0: right. It's kind of like the elimination diet in the naturopathic and nutrition world. You get rid of all the potential things that could have a negative effect for a few weeks or a month, and then you introduce one at a time and see how you respond. But this way, yeah, you're looking at, okay, you you cut all the things out and then look at what's really going to serve you, right? And bring it in, oh my I gosh. guess, one at a time and, and see how you can handle that. So I'm really going to check out that podcast. I haven't read that book either, but it sounds like something a lot of us can benefit from um, reading because it's just like we're getting more and more apps on our phones. It's just when is it going to end, right? Is it going to end when there is the breakdown or the burnout or you're not sleeping for nights or weeks on end? So I really and I mean,
1: it's, it's a pretty strong recognition when you actually realize that you're addicted to the 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 things, right, be it Twitter, be it news, um, Instagram, Facebook, that the way he describes it is like you are triggering dopamine um, by scrolling through, and it's like running a slot machine. So every time you go onto Instagram and you start scrolling stories or doing whatever, um, you're waiting for whatever dopamine hit you're going to get, whether it's something that you're interested in or excites you or is it interaction on one of your own posts, and that's like winning the slot machine, and then all the other interactions are just losing on the slot machine because you're not getting the dopamine hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Uh, it's really messing with our brains, right? And just to think about what that's doing to kids' brains, and you know, if ki- if toddlers are getting phones, like what's that? What's that doing to their kind of? reward system and how is that going to shape their life? So I think, yes, starting that early is going to be key too. And did you feel any like withdrawal by removing the Facebook app or did you have any sort of physical or, you know, mental, emotional withdrawal symptoms from that?
1: I would say for the first few days, I was constantly picking up my phone um, and looking for something to do, something to fill that Space um, or get whatever I was getting out of it. Like I, I noticed, you know, I would, I was feeling kind of upset about something, and I was like, ooh, I'm just gonna scroll Instagram for a bit, right? Like, I like could look at things, look at nice things, maybe buy something. You know, I don't know. I was looking for, I was literally looking for a dopamine hit, and then I picked up my phone and was like, ah, uh, okay. And then I started scrolling news instead, and I had allowed myself to keep my news app because it was never in a uh, an addictive thing for me. Um, I know my husband, for example, doesn't scroll Instagram at all, but he can scroll Apple News for hours at a time. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I notice myself trying to shift. And I would say more than any withdrawal symptoms, I noticed, and I'm, like I have left my phone in other rooms, which I know this just sounds crazy, but like I don't take my phone everywhere with me. Like I will die if I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend way more quality time with Lillian in the evenings rather than kind of watching her play while I scroll, I get in and play with her. I don't know. It's, I, uh, it's been life changing, like between bullet journaling and that, I feel like you could l- turn around your life in a really? few hours.
0: That's so powerful. And it's looking at, yeah, what else can give you like a dopamine hit, but in a healthy way, right? Is it like a nice cup of tea? Is it going outside or going for a little walk or playing with your child and having some laughs there? So we, yeah. if we could get off the phones and have another reward or feel good emotion from something that's actually tangible and real, right? Not just on yeah. the tech world. So thank you for sharing. Those are some really great tools that I think we can all benefit from. So thanks for that. We'll link up again to the podcast as well as the yeah. blog post on the process improvement for bed. Uh, but we're going to now move to the second part of the podcast. We're going to talk about our super mom moments. So Nicole, you're doing an awesome job. You're already a mom to <laughs> a stepmom to one, a mom to one and soon to be mom to another so, um, so, there's a ton of super mom moments that you've had over the past few weeks, but can you share one with uh, our
1: listeners, please? All right, a super mom moment. Okay, well, I, it was. I think it was a bit of a mom fail that maybe turned into a, a mom win. Um, we were at my my in-laws' house this weekend. Uh, they were away, and we just kind of wanted to, you know, change of scenery. Um, and our older daughter was like, I want to go in the hot tub, want to go in the hot tub. And then obviously my two-year-old picked up this word and she was like, I want to go hot tub. And I was like, oh no, I don't think two-year-olds are supposed to go on the hot tub. Um, anyhow, we turned down the heat a little bit to kind of closer to, closer to body temperature. Um, and we all hopped in the hot tub, me pregnant too, which I was also feeling guilty about, but I was like, I'll just stay for a couple minutes. And gosh, did we ever have... <laughs> such a blast, such a blast doing that. Um, you know, and I, again, I I credit all of that again, to not being stuck scrolling on my phone. So maybe the, the mom win was, um, removing kind of social media from my life so that I could focus more, um, with my kids when I'm with them. And then the mom fail was probably shouldn't have been in the hot tub with
0: my (laughs) two-year-old. I see oh, it as a mom, a super mom moment. You know, you went with the flow, you were listening, you responded, you like changed the temperature a bit and you yourself weren't in for too long and she had no. a good time. And yeah, it was it was an experience, a new experience for her. So I think that's a great super mom moment. So thanks for sharing that. Um, <laughs> mine goes, yeah, along the lines of, I guess, being organized too. So old Lisa, pre-Stewart, I wasn't a super procrastinator, but I wasn't a super organizer. I kind of left things, till the last minute. So we had Stuart's third birthday party this weekend. And normally I'd like the old Lisa probably would have left it till two days before and fit everything in those, you know, that night and few days before. Um, But this time this week, we broke up the organizational tasks over several nights. So one night we planned the craft and got everything ready. Another night we decluttered and figured out what toys we were going to have set up. On Friday, I went to Costco and stocked up on all the food and the loop bag gifts for the party. So I think my super mom moment is I'm realizing I can't do everything all at once. I have to really break it down into small manageable tasks. So that's my uh, super mom moment
1: yeah. this week. <laughs> I love it. And it does feel so much better, doesn't it? Than, it
0: does. You know? I could, yeah, I could actually enjoy the process, not just feel like I'm like running from one task to the other with hardly any time to do it. So I was like in a good state of mind and actually enjoyed doing all of those steps.
1: That's awesome. And I bet you bullet journaled all of them too. (laughs) I did actually, and then put the X through the bullet
0: when that was complete. So that's a really good dopamine hit actually from the bullet journal when you complete one of those tasks. Uh, So you already shared. Yeah. Um, So you already shared kind of your super mom moment. You said there was a bit of a mom mess up there, but I'll sign up or I'll, Bring up my mom mess up for the week. So we signed Stuart up for swimming with the city of Toronto. I guess it was in January and he has not been to one swim class. <laughs> so I was the one who was supposed to take him on Sundays. I work some Saturdays. So Sundays I like to have more of a relaxed day and actually go and do something in the city or go outside. So it's all on me because I was supposed to take him a few times. Granted, he had a cold or I had a cold. So we thought mm, the pool's pretty cold. We're not going to go today, but it's over now and he hasn't been once. So we took that spot from somebody who probably would have gone more than us. So that was my mom mess up for, I guess. Uh, But you made good
1: choices and didn't make anyone (laughs) else sick. Those, those are good true. choices too. That's true. Thank you. We still had a lot
0: of fun. So I took Stuart to Italy. We've just like did different things in the city. So, which is what I really enjoy doing. Because you know the process. Actually, I probably need a new process for getting Stuart ready for swimming. Because it just can feel so daunting. Right? There's so many steps involved. And uh, so maybe for the next sign up, if we do swimming, I'll do one of your checklists, Nicole. And it might not feel so overwhelming.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: And then, Nicole, do you have a mom must-have that you just can't live without that makes your life easier or just something you enjoy? Oh, my mom must-have. My mom must-have. I can go first Uh, if you need a bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I brought up Costco. So I'm going to bring up the Costco membership. So um, there's one right near us in Lee Side, and we got a membership when it opened, and it's been amazing. So I can do a huge shop, stock up with all the toilet paper and toiletries. They actually have some good options for you know gluten free, paleo, vegetarian type foods, and then their organic produce is actually a great bargain. So getting organic greens and Stuart loves his berries. So we do a good stock up there. So the membership is a mama must have for me because it's actually, it's good for process too, because you just do a big shop all at once and then you don't have to go as often to the grocery store.
1: Yes. And think of, you know, amid all this coronavirus hysteria, one of those 24 packs of Costco toilet paper really can last a long time. That's right.
0: I sure hope we're not quarantined. I saw people buying bottled water. I'm like, "Mm, I think we'll still have running water, won't we, if we have to stay in our house because of this virus that's going around. But it was packed on Friday and people were stocking up with canned goods and toiletries. So I guess better to be safe than sorry. What if
1: people who work at the water treatment plant have to be quarantined?
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. People are one step ahead. Okay. (laughs) Well, we bought a lot of that like diluted juice, you know, the the juice boxes for Stuart's party doesn't normally get juice. I know it's a rip off because it's like half water, half juice, but at least (laughs) he gets less sugar. But I guess we can live on those for a few weeks if needed.
1: (laughs) You you guys are surviving on on loot bag remnants. That's right. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) Uh, And Nicole, do you um, have a
0: must have? Did you think of one?
1: Yes, so um, Crayola has this um, mess-free um, coloring, like they have markers, and so the markers are completely clear, but when they put them on the paper, paper they become colored. Wow. And they also have, um, it was like a little paint kit, and same idea, it had like five little pots of like, what looked like clear, like it looked like clear Vaseline. Um, And as you put it on the paper, it became colored. Um, And I am quite meticulous about mess and being pregnant, bending over and cleaning things is a bit of a harrowing experience for me (laughs) right now. Um, And so I love that mess-free coloring. I think she gets such a kick out of it. She gets to color. I never have to stress about it getting on the table, on the furniture, in the car, never have to worry about it and she just loves it and there's also a similar product by Melissa and Doug and it's a little like pen that you fill with water oh, and we a have that room. one yes yep and once you paint on the thing it changes color and then it dries and goes away and i would say i guess that one is even more um eco-friendly because it's reusable um it only requires water um, and it just keeps drying and clearing up. So I would say maybe the Melissa and Doug one is my favorite. Right. But I also love the Crayola one.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was the Crayola one too. They like the idea too of having a paintbrush or like a marker as well, right? So I didn't realize they had the magic markers or paintbrushes too. Yeah. So I'll have to look into that. But yeah, the Melissa and Doug one is great as well for car rides, traveling. We don't have to worry about a mess.
1: I remember <laughs> I had I had tenants living in my house at one point. And I had come to visit and that day or whatever, one of their kids had, um, crayoned like all over a wall. Oh and I, gosh. this was before I, I mean, we, this is when we had Abby, but Abby was like just a, a bit of an unusual child. Like she just never did anything wrong. We had no baby gates in a five story townhouse with Abby. Cause she wouldn't go anywhere near the stairs, Um, she wouldn't have, she never colored on anything. I, like, I just, so I remember looking at these people and I go, how could they let their kids draw draw all over my walls? And then, you know, literally two days later, you know, this year, um, I went into the shower and Lillian had taken a crayon and drawn all over the toilet seat, (laughs) like all over. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. I, I really judged those people and I shouldn't have.
0: Oh, and I know. You never think your kids gonna do it, right? But then they they will eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> or one of yeah. them will. So it's unpredictable. <laughs> but thanks for sharing that. And Nicole, where can everybody
1: find you or follow you? What's your uh, favorite way for people to reach you? Ah, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Whiteboard Consult. So Whiteboard c-o-n-s-u-l-t and despite our digital detox we are maintaining our business account so you can follow us on there and there's links to our courses there's links to um, our podcast and then we just share some everyday kind of tips in our stories and what's going on with us there so you can kind of find everything there um we've also got a facebook page that you can look us up whiteboard consulting group Um, And those are probably the best ones. LinkedIn, where you can find us pretty much anywhere. Just uh, look up Whiteboard Consulting Group.
0: Sounds good. We'll link uh, all of this in our show notes at perimenopausalmamas.com. So thanks, Nicole, for joining us. I'm excited to finish the inbox course and I can further expand my bullet journaling. knowledge, I guess. And I'm going to bring bring in that checklist idea into our family to streamline some of the processes. So thanks again, all the best with the end of the pregnancy. and We hope to have you on again in the future once things have settled down after the baby, if you're willing.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was such such a fun podcast to do.
0: Oh, great. Thanks, Nicole. Well, have a great week, everyone. And we'll be back next week. Take care.